bum. Right. Uh, bum or neck or leg. But first choice, bum. Is it cooked? Of course, I'm not an animal. Could afford me. Hey, you want some? Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> well. So, uh, Robin misses eating bum of... Oh, any bum. Rump steak. Mm. Why not? Hello and welcome to Haunting Button House, a BBC Ghost podcast, a podcast recapping and reviewing the BBC series Ghosts. This isn't episode one, this is episode six, the last episode of this series. Uh, I'm Luke. You need to update your notes. <laughs> no, I didn't know I was making... You always say, and oh, we always have to do a retake. <laughs> well, I was making sure, I, I was making light of the situation that I always get the wrong one. Uh, and we also have our cat now decided to uh, launch itself around the, the, the living room. But anyway, I'm Luke. And I'm Tash. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, anyway, um, I usually start by asking you, how's your week been? Um, but there's not that much of it we can go over of what the week that's passed. No. So what I reckon um, is, what are you doing this weekend? Well, Luke, um, this week on saturday we're going to a barn door <laughs> which i'm still surprised is an actual thing that actually happens to be honest well when you live in a village um <laughs> these things happen yeah um and you don't expect them but yeah we're gonna um it's called a kaylee band i've literally never heard of it before well You'll find out on Saturday, won't you? <laughs> find out what it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're doing that. That's probably about as exciting as our week gets. Yeah, well, um, I mean, that that's why I We are in to... our early 30s, not <laughs> in our like late 60s, I'd like no, to yeah. add. <laughs> the, last, the last time we went out to a club, a club or a pub, as is fitting with this episode, was quite a while ago, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, Kaylee bands are our thing there, yeah. <laughs> apparently. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> oh, you never know, We might, we might, we might be well up for it. I used to do line dancing, didn't I, when I was six? Are you actually so. admitting that on record? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I wasn't sort of, it wasn't my own sort of choice. I was just kind of told I was doing it. I'm so. sure that's not the case. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how into it I get this weekend anyway. So. I've married you now, I can't get out of this. <laughs> okay, should we go on to the episode? Yeah, let's do it. Luke, we forgot to do feedback. We did. Um, what did we have? So, we learnt this week from our listeners um, what Tootsie is. Yeah, I so, read that one, yeah. Tootsie is a film from the early 80s starring Dustin Hoffman when he creates a female persona to land an acting job. So, never even, never Teresa even heard of told that. us that. Yeah. So, N- thank you, Teresa. Never heard of that film. Um, no. I've never even seen a scene of it, you know what I mean? Like, usually, like, you see, like, bits and pieces of films, but... Mm. Yeah. And uh, Marianne said, is there any lasagna that is not square? Now, I'm not sure if... I think this is the Marianne who we've been speaking to on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, Marianne is from America. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe in America they have square lasagna, but ours is always rectangular. I mean, the square rectangular, you know, I get that, but... But if you cut a rectangle yeah. into four... 
you still get a rectangle. That is, yeah, that's true. I feel like, so. but, but is it like I, I think she means like, can you get anything that's like a circle lasagna oh, or something like okay. that? Maybe more than. Mm. Yeah, that's why I'd sort of Marianne, rectangles and squares know. are sort of kinds of the same thing, aren't they? <laughs> no, they're a different shape. <laughs> this, if we're in mathematics here, <laughs> they're a different shape. Um, and Caroline said that um, she thinks that in the world of Button House, animals can interact with ghosts. Um, so the dog that Pat is petting is definitely acting as if there's, there's someone there. And in the later episode, the Thomas Thorne affair, Robin is seen talking to a horse mm. who answers his question by blinking. So there you go, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we'll probably get to that and then we'll have to try and remember this. So. I can't remember what series that is, to be honest. No, no. I can't even remember that happening. But I guess that's uh, why we're rewatching. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, shall we now actually get on with the episode? Yes, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This week we are looking at episode six of um, series one, uh, the final episode of series one, uh, and it's titled Getting Out, directed by, you guessed it, Tom Kingsley again, <laughs> um, and it was written by Matthew Bainton and Jim Herrick. Um, the original air date was the 20th of May uh, 2019, which is mad really that it's like, I, I for some reason I always feel like it was like started a, a while ago, I mean 2019 is kind of a while ago now but not really you know really no. like so yeah it's quite a modern series really um anyway um so we start and we see Alison and Mike waking up in Button House um and a pigeon actually wakes Alison up um we quickly learn that this pigeon is a ghost pigeon <laughs> it's a pigeon um or it's a ghost of the pigeon that Barkley's dog killed in the last episode as Mike can't see the pigeon so I think we mentioned that, didn't we, in the last episode, at the end of the last episode, mm. that the pigeon is going to be a ghost pigeon, mm. so it's I, kind of come back round. I'd forgotten about that, but I guess it doesn't get brought up more, I think. It probably just somebody going, no, it's series three, <laughs> it comes up again. and Yeah. Yeah, but I, don't, I didn't remember the, the ghost pigeon. It also confirms that we can have ghost animals as well, mm-hmm. so there we go. Um, but yeah, Mike can't see the pigeon, and he can neither see Kitty, who is in the bed sleeping alongside Alison um, but she helpfully reminds Alison that um, both her and Mike are late for work um, uh, and the intro ends as Alison shoes this phantom pigeon out of the bathroom when she goes to take a shower so we've all been there well yeah yeah um, kind of confirming something as well that I'd forgotten that they're they're um, they're taking on work um, yeah I'd jobs. forgotten that yeah. they um, that they did that as well I guess so. they just need a way to make yeah. money, really. Yeah. Um, so after the intro, we see Robin, and he simply says one word, uh, bum. And we find that uh, Robin is giving his talk on the best part of an um, the best part of an animal to eat, and he also also mentions well, he's talking about what he misses as a ghost. <laughs> um, I, I noted that uh, they uh, somebody asks him if he, this is the part that he likes cooked and uh, Fanny sort of says, oh, <laughs> no, yeah, you animal. And he starts to pick a fight with Fanny <laughs> as well. Like, hey, you want some? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, I thought this, that was quite funny. Um, this also confirms that Robin is an ass eater from way back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how uh, Robin mimes bum at the same time as Pat as well when they're, um, when they're repeating what he said. Um, but as this is all happening, the captain uh, interrupts them and says that um, 
he's sick, sick and tired of the noise from Alison and Mike, uh, from from them banging all evening. And then Julian's eyes light up as he says this, and then clarifies they're banging, hammering, drilling, so that they're just doing DIY. Uh, and Julian seems uninterested again after after he's confirmed all this. Um, we find that they're uh, basically been working throughout the night because they've had to get jobs of the daytime, so they're doing all their DIY work of the night now, which is keeping the captain up. Um, and the captain sort of still says that um, they can basically, if they keep working on it, they can finally push them out. They've already pushed them out of the day. Maybe they can f- push them out for good. Um, we cut to Mike at his job, or at the end of his job, I suppose, um, as he's uh, now picking fruit, uh, gooseberries, I assume, as he has <laughs> quite a lot of them. Um, I think Alison works there as well. Yeah, yeah. Because she's got like a... They look like they work at the farm local to us. Yeah. So, but it, it's like she on the tills and he's like picking the maybe the fruit. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> That's the like sexist that is. You just assume that <laughs> she's on the tills. Just because she was wearing like more, like he was just wearing like yeah d- dirty clothes. Where she wearing a uniform? I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's an ideal job. I'd love to work. It's a farm shop. Just picking fruit. Being... I can't imagine you get paid much though. That's in no. trouble. Yeah, no. but yeah, as you mentioned, Alison was working there, so she comes and picks him up as well in the car, and um, uh, they both kind of lament that uh, the rest of the work gang are off to uh, to the pub, um, whereas they have twenty seven doors to strip, and then uh, Alison sort of adds and skirting boards, um, and they they say that they miss pints. Uh, do you miss pints? Um, not really. No. no. <laughs> Do you miss pints? Uh, I don't know. I still have pints, to be fair. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't know. I thought it was an inter- interesting moral <laughs> question. Not moral. <laughs> What's the word? I don't know. I can't think of it. Um, anyway, the captain, um, yes, kind of says that one last portion that can get rid of Alison and Mike, but uh, as it cuts back to them at this point, to having this conversation, but Kitty kind of snaps and mm. gets really angry. And she's she said she's had enough of um, of the captain bossing him around, uh, bossing everybody around. I think it took her a lot of courage to mm. stand up to him, really, because she's not that kind of person to rock the boat, I suppose. Mm. But she does tend to stand up for what she believes in. Well, I suppose she she does kind of say what she thinks, but mm. she doesn't like to to upset people. I suppose is ultimately. Yeah what the issue is. But yeah, I thought it, it was quite good of her to, to like stand up and then Mary mm-hmm. backs her up, doesn't she? And, and then after that, kind of everybody backs yeah. them backs <laughs> up, yeah. But it, yeah. T- it took Kitty to actually say what everybody was thinking, mm. I guess. Um, um, she says, that, yeah, as, as I mentioned, she, she says that she likes Alison and doesn't like the captain. She says uh, that he's gotten worse since they've arrived and you can see Fanny in the background is quite visibly shocked mm. that Kitty's getting mm. so... Uh, harsh uh, with the captain Um, they all all agree with Kitty and they say uh, that the captain isn't actually in charge um, of everybody here Um, which Pat says this isn't the army and then sort of pauses and then says sir (laughs) (laughs) Um, the captain takes umbrage with this and just storms out basically Um, says that if they they'll need him eventually and he'll uh, uh, he won't well, basically, kind of says, "Don't come craw- crawling back to him when they need his help for something." But they kind of think they don't need to. At, w- at which point, food club resumes, and Julian starts to talk about fondue. No, I think you missed the bit. Okay, where um, 
the captain says, like, when the chips are down, they're going to come back to him. And then Robin says, bum and chips. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Which gets them back into yeah, the food club. Into yeah, into the food. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, mental. When did when is he had chips? I mean, yeah. <laughs> bum and chips. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I would never have thought a caveman would have chips. When was the chip invented? This is a question we need to ask in the story. When was the chip invented? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need to Google that. Okay, now. <laughs> well, I'll let you. I'll let you do the research on when that while I chip? while I carry on. Um, yeah, so they go back to food club, and um, Julian starts to talk about fondue and what fondue is, and um, Mary just seems uninterested uninterested in a fondue because it's basically bread and cheese. Um, go on, have you found out when a chip no. was invented? <laughs> well, it doesn't really... Uh, it kind of says potato chips, but, like, it means crisps. Crisps, yeah. Um, not, like... So what kind of chip, anyway? <laughs> 1800s. Um, That's... No, there's way earlier than that, surely. Well, I don't know. Could someone look it up? Yeah, we need to figure out when the chips were invented. Um, but, yes, so, yeah, uh, Mary seems uninterested that... Um, uh, about the fondue as she just says, oh, it's just bread and cheese. Um, the ideal combination. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they also carry on about that in a second, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll keep going. Um, Alison and Mike arrive back at the house, or, well, Kitty thinks Alison and Mike arrive back. Um, she goes to uh, greet them, um, volleying Humphrey's head across the floor I in know. the process. Bless him. Um, he was so understanding as well. He's just like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, that happens. <laughs> yeah. um, and we see that it's not actually Alison. It's a woman in a black executive car. A uh, Jaguar, I think it is. And um, the uh, woman that gets out, I do not remember the actor's name. I haven't noted it. I should probably find out the actor's name for this. Um, but um, I wonder if we wrote the same thing here. That she has an annoying laugh, was she it? She always plays somebody who, like, laughs yeah. over everything. Because yeah. she's in Friday, Friday Night, Night Dinner, Dinner and yeah. she laughs yeah, like she, that. She's in something else as well yeah. and she's the same, but I can't remember. No, I, I, I only know her from Friday Night Dinner, uh, I can't think of... I've seen her in a few things, like, she always plays, like, a part in loads of different, like, British comedies, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, she always plays a character that has an annoying laugh, um, or laughs a lot. Or laughs a lot, yeah. 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 Um... But yeah, so uh, Alison and Mike do arrive then at this point, and the the woman who we later find out is Fiona um, confuses them for workers uh, as they uh, you know kind of dressed up in their their work gear, and even gets a little dig in about the state of the house while she's sort of talking to them. It's kind of um, what's it called now? Uh, negging is it where you give somebody like a, a bad? You you kind of downplay somebody so they'll like be like oh, more. That sounds awful. It's an awful thing to do, yeah. But but also, I imagine that's what she's doing to try and mm. get them to get on board. I like how she shakes their hands and then yeah. anti-backs one yeah, in front I'm, of them. I made a note about that. It's like, just, that's awful. She's a horrible woman. I mean, yeah, they, they they don't really try and make her appear to be nice at all. No. Um, but yeah, we find out it's, it's Fiona from Harrington Hotels, um, who's who was quite pleased to hear that the original occupant occupant had died, and then kind of realised what she said and said. Obviously, it was terribly sad, or mm. you know, but but didn't mean it at all. It was not genuine. Um, so then, obviously, um, Fiona is suggesting to Mike and Alison about buying the house, mm-hmm. um, 
for the the hotel chain to buy the house. Um, but then Kitty is sort of stood right by the door, um, and she can she's overhearing everything, and mm. she looks absolutely horrified that that they might actually have the, a proper prospect of selling the house. So she goes back to the ghosts then, mm. who are still. Um, talking about the fondue. I, I like it this part as well when, um, again, Mike tr- is trying to um, just talk casually to this woman and he says, what's the opposite of, uh, of, of, I can't remember the word he says, but like dislike and he says pleasure and he said, we'd be pleasured to talk to you <laughs> yeah. and then realises just how weird that sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, as you mentioned, Kitty runs upstairs and we see Julian talking about fondue um, and he's getting a bit agitated now that they're not getting it. He says uh, in quite a quotable line, "It's not about the cheese; it's about the fun." Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then um, goes on to explain uh, again more what I assume sordid sex games with him, <laughs> but uh, as everything seems to be, um, the lucky dip or the Swiss roll. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I dread to think. Thomas at this point starts making a point that I didn't really understand. He says, "What's the point in dipping little bits of bread when you can hold one slice fully in your hand?" I'm assuming he means like a sandwich, but like he's really, really isn't getting it, is it? No. <laughs> but, um, but That's yeah, a lot of hot cheese to cover I, the bread. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah burn yourself, surely. Exactly. Um, but yeah, then Kitty comes. And you wouldn't have your little fork. Oh, that's true, yeah. Your little dipping fork. Dipping yeah. fork. That was a revelation, in fairness. But anyway, we should probably not talk about our <laughs> fondue fun. Um, <laughs> that makes it sound worse than um, But anyway, uh, Kitty uh, then comes in and says um, uh, that about what she's heard. Um, like, at this point, uh, they all stand up in shock. And Robin, who's already standing up... <laughs> Has to mime sitting down and then standing yeah. back up again, which really, uh, really got me. Uh, um, they all go downstairs to talk to Alison uh, while she's trying to make tea and just create this like wall of sound again, as they always tend to. Um, <clears throat> Mike offers Fiona a, a gooseberry from their plentiful supply on the table, as we see just trays full of gooseberries. Um, and uh, they go on to explain how many setbacks they've had in setting the hotel up, um, and. Fiona is just really condescending for all of this. Mm. Just keeps patronizing. Pat- yeah, pat- yeah, patronizing. Keeps saying, "Ah, oh, ah, oh, poor, poor little you," and stuff mm. like that. Um, she explains that uh, they could probably, with their money, uh, get the hotel up and running um, within the year or within the year, <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as uh, Pat says. Um, Fiona um, writes them an offer uh, on a slip of paper and slips it across to them. Fanny mentions that. It should be at least a thousand pounds because yeah. the, because the house is worth quite a lot, which is just funny. Like thinking of the inflation mm, of that. Definitely. Um, the um the offer appears to be a bit more than a thousand pounds. As Mary starts to say, "Is that in shillings?" Uh, <laughs> um, and the ghosts at this point are now all panic, realizing that they're probably going to accept this offer, um, and that they're going to leave. Um. In uh, another part of the house, we, uh, as they're sort of giving Fiona a tour of the house, um, we see the captain snooping, and he runs into him. Uh, we see the captain snooping, and he runs into Humphrey. Uh, uh, excuse me. Yeah? No. I suppose you could move me away from this large hole. Who's that lady with Michael and Allison? Didn't the others tell you? No. We're. Having a little break from each other, actually. Oh, yeah? Got sick of you being a bit of a prat, did they? <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's the other way around or anything. 
Now, come along. Who is she? Well, apparently, she's uh, buying the house. So, are you going to move me away from the... Uh... You're not there anymore, are you? Yeah, he's gone. I like before we leave Humphrey that um, the captain, even though he's asked him, can you move me um, from away from the big hole? He still doesn't. <laughs> no. like, everyone kind of ignores Humphrey. They do. It's kind of, they're kind they of mean. Do. We don't see him that much, though. He's always got this like sideline story. Yeah. yeah, like it's he's just kind of just there, isn't I, he? I think for the first series, he's just a visual joke. Like yeah, He does definitely. get fleshed out more. Um, but yeah, in this series, he's just. I guess odd. probably because it's Lawrence Rickard, isn't mm. it? I guess he's too busy doing Dude, Robin, Robin. So Maybe, Robin yeah. is such a big part, isn't mm. he? And I imagine they have to do a lot of makeup for Robin as well. So like mm. changing them for would be difficult, yeah, yeah, for the filming. But anyway, so they, yeah, he's just there for a a cheap laugh at the moment. <laughs> um, the ghosts all uh, are there in the the common room. Uh, what is it? Um, that's what Pat called it. I think so. Yeah, room. yeah. I guess that's what they call it. Yeah, but, yeah you that's know. true. Um, uh, to have an emergency meeting, uh, they're all talking over one another, and Pat uses his uh, big voice, <laughs> uh, which I like. Whenever he gets agitated, it's just a really high pitched shrill. Guys, <laughs> listen up. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, in the meeting, I, I can't remember what they actually talk about in this part, but they basically just mock the captain mm. uh, as he watches on, which is quite really sad. sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, no matter what you think of the captain, like it's it's never nice hearing people mock, mock you. you yeah. um, they call him a big walrus as well, which comes up a bit later, I guess, because the moustache. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, when the captain hears this, he quickly leaves, and then they decide to um, find reasons uh, for Alison not to sell. Clear and calm. Clear and calm. <laughs> <It's> not, they. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think the ghosts are ever clear and calm, are no, they? No, it, it, it's like... Um, do you know when you're in a conversation and it's somebody who just wants to talk, mm. I suppose, and they um, <laughs> not not like this, <laughs> and they um, everyone just ends up talking over one another. It's like that, but with eight people, I mm. suppose. Um, yeah, so they go over in a not calm manner and talk to Alison all at once again. Um, the only thing I noted from here is Mary says that she's a witch and she would know mm. uh, about this Fiona mm. woman. Um, but as this is happening, um, um, Fiona says she, she'll give them time to think, uh, about this, but they don't need time. They quickly say yes to the offer. Um, and <clears throat> to, to say it's subject to like, um, checks, yeah, survey, yeah, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, uh, as she's going, Mike, uh, offers her some good Bruce for the road, which she, again, in a kind of snooty manner, sort of accepts it with two fingers and sort mm. of you know that's straight in the bin <laughs> as, soon, mm-hmm. as soon as you can um when she gets in the car we sort of see the facade drop and fiona's on the phone to someone saying no they haven't got a clue and oh this is going to be a steal so basically she's trying to con them um back in the house allison is talking to the ghosts and she says that they've tried um, but they just don't have the money to to make this work and the the ghosts at this point spring into action and realise they need to find a way to make some money for them to to the to, uh, for Alison and Mike to stay. Um, and um, the ghosts leave, and Alison and Mike say that they sh- probably shouldn't get ahead of themselves. You know, they've still got to wait for all the money to clear and everything. Um, but then they quickly uh, <laughs> we see them at a viewing for a, another house. With the same estate agent as last time. Yeah, yeah, and also as we found out yesterday, the same uh, is the same character from another Jim Howick program, um, 
uh, what's here it? We the, here we go. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's kind of a bit character in that. Is he? He's yeah. like one of the guy's mates mm. or something. Um, but yeah, so they they go to see this house. It's quite a fancy house with this. Um, yeah, the estate agent mentions that their their budgets changed. Um, uh, as they walk up this like nice garden, he's explaining the house. But Alison quickly is put off by it as she looks through the window and sees the uh, ghost of a a man in like a, a dinner suit, I guess, and a party hat. A party hat with blood. Now, I had to wound up. A lot, a lot of questions about this story, but we'll never ever find no. the answers. I assume he was killed on his birthday or somebody's birthday. You know, or right? just a party. Yeah, yeah. You don't need a reason to wear a party hat. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a birthday. As you're wearing one right now. <laughs> Um, we go back to the house and we see the ghosts plotting and um, of the different uh, ideas suggested Mary suggests that they put the house on the wheels and move it Um, solid plan Uh, if you could move a 14th century house how old is it now? older than that is it? I can't remember no I don't think so yeah I'm not sure but anyway so that's not going to work Julian in his typical uh um, politician ways suggest some good old fashioned fraud. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh yeah, he said in, invest in offshore high yields. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. Um, it's probably good that we don't know what that means because it's almost definitely illegal. <laughs> Pat says sounds a bit like fraud, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, Kitty suggests that they have a cake sale, um, and when she says we can't make cakes, she says, "Oh, what about buns then?" <laughs> um, and then Thomas suggests that Alison literally ghostwrites his next novel, which I thought was quite funny. An erotic funny. novel. <laughs> yeah, an erotic novel about two people driving a car uh, and a, like a Robin's contributions to this where he just adds, and then they do it, and then smiles <laughs> and says, I'll read, I'll read Not that. Not quite so eloquently. Yeah. <laughs> um, we then see Alison and Mike seeing another property, uh, and it's a penthouse suite. Um, but as they're looking, it's again ruined by the ghosts of two German bombers. But anyway, yeah, so they see two German Luftwaffe pilots, like, just floating in the air. She sees them and waves at them, and they excitedly wave back as they realise that, uh, she can see them, them, yeah. Um, is this the worst existence ever? Yeah, I think so. I was trying to think of how they would be just hovering there like i guess they died in the air they must have shot down maybe my guess is there was a building there and they crashed into the building uh, and then the building's gone but they're still there maybe but what thing is they seem to be just sat there whereas the other ghosts can move around so say for example mm. like as an example let's say Kit, um fanny she died by she was what well, we know. She was pushed out of the window mm. and probably died on impact of mm. hitting the ground. Well, with that logic of the German bombers, she would have had to stay flat on the ground. She wouldn't have been able to stand yeah, up. I don't know. So how are they not Unless able to get down? They died in the plane because they were in the plane and that was midair. Like they were trapped in that sort of in air the in the plane, but the plane's not still there. Obviously, they're just stuck. I don't know. No, I don't know. I did. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I was like, but then how would they get down? They can't. They're just stuck there yeah. forever. <laughs> which God, is that's hard. I which I mean, at least there's two of them. It'd be worse if it was just you on your own, just floating in there. Or would it? I don't know. 
that other person would annoy me, I'm sure. Maybe. Maybe they're just, like, really good friends. I don't know. You'd have to be, wouldn't you? After yeah. all this time. Anyway, um, I like how we've, like, brought more story than yeah. they think. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, so, again, Alison realises that this one isn't, isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, we then see some workmen arriving at the house. I think they're surveyors, aren't they? Yeah. Um, um, That's it. I said conveyancing from yeah, surveyors. surveyors. Yeah. <laughs> Um, downstairs we see the <laughs> the captain ordering the plague ghosts around. Um, he just can't help himself, can he? He, he needs like a, an army to lead, doesn't he, mm. basically. Um, but the um, the plague ghost, he starts saying that, you know, if, if we sort ourselves out, uh, uh, we can go upstairs. And the plague ghosts kind of say that they don't really want to go upstairs. And this answers a question that somebody asked. Kelsey asked, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, of why they don't go upstairs. And they just say they don't really like it upstairs mm-hmm. um, and they just want to stay down here. Um, and he says, does it not get annoying with with you you all down here? And they say, no, it's fine. Let's say um, one of the goes, it's Mary, basically, or Katie Wicks, yeah. um, just says, you know, they do fall out, but, you know, it never lasts more than 20, 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're fine with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, they just accept each other for who they are mm-hmm. and, and move on. I can't believe that the plague ghosts are the most well-rounded characters in this like entire like yeah. house. They're just like they're, they're just like yep, this is our existence, <laughs> and we just get on with it. So, um, we see Fiona uh, talking to um, Mike and Allison. Uh, I put M and A because I was sick of writing Mike and Allison. That is so weird. So <laughs> yeah. did I. You put A and M. <laughs> I put A and M, but that's the first time I used it. Yeah, that is weird. so weird. Weird at that point. Yeah. <laughs> we both were like, I'm, I'm sick of writing. Yeah. That. So um, I was like, no one's going to read these. Well, yeah, anyway. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she um, is talking to them, and she mentions the offer is subject to change due to uh, uh, the hotel plans because they say um, something about uh, they'd have to have less rooms to fit in a pool and stuff like that. She refers them to their business plan. <laughs> it looks like a child's homework. Like, they've used Comic Sans. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. no self-respecting <laughs> I think it's just a person hammer- would uh, use Comic Sans. It's just there to hammer home how mm, unprepared they, they are. are. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she sa- says that they might have to use some of the rooms uh, for the pool, and so the offer might actually be less. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of, like, them... Like making that business, business plan, and like they're like like if we, I'm sure it says like our hotel yeah, yeah. with the five stars underneath. <laughs> I can just imagine them sitting there going, "Yeah, that looks sweet." That does. who do you yeah, think yeah, was yeah, the yeah. who do you think the art was the architect for Mike, this plan? Mike, one hundred percent, Mike. Um, yeah. So um, we then see the ghosts coming up with some more ideas. Um, Pat suggests some kind of multi-tape deck backpack so you can carry around at least four albums. Um, to listen to, um, and Julian like just says they've already invented it, which I assume he's talking about like an iPad or uh, an iPad, an iPod or um, Spotify or something. How would no. he know about that? I think he's talking about like uh, um, there's something else, isn't there, where you can put multiple CDs in? Okay, yeah, like a disc changer. That's usually for cars, though, isn't it? So mm. it's not personal. I don't I know. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, but, but I, mean, I was like, an iPod would blow his little yeah. mind. I mean, even, even more mental now, you just say, oh, you've got Spotify or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Robin suggests something which he calls I- ICEC, is it? I-C- the I-C-O-E-I-C, 
the um, the international. What is it now? I, I, I didn't write it down because I was like, I'll remember it. It's like the International Center of Excellence in Chess. I think it is yeah. um, because he says there's a lot of money in chess. Mm. Um, which um, I just every time that I, I I see Robin talking about chess, I just think it's funny that they've given him this like ability, uh, this like sort of pastime. You know what I mean? Mm. The, the caveman is the one obsessed with chess. Um, uh, Fanny just uh, calls him a smelly ape as well. Like she's fine. <laughs> just, she? yeah, just upsetting. <laughs> um, Julia mentions that they um, uh, that's all great, but they need the money now, mm. and that'll take a long time. So can um, Kitty says that they uh, should maybe find some buried treasure, and this prompts Fanny to remember something. Um, Alison, uh, we see Alison inspecting a new build as well. Um, she's inspecting every cupboard and mm-hmm. every nook and cranny, um, and um, doesn't well doesn't find a ghost. And uh, it seems pretty happy that this is ghost free. But as they're st- stood there in the conservatory, sort of ex- inspecting everything, they kind of remark about how quiet it is, or Alison does at least. Mm-hmm. So it kind of showing that she's. Um, Getting used to the ghosts, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and missing them, yeah. Um, as they get back, uh, the ghosts all arrive, rush to Alison, and um, uh, excitedly tell her to come upstairs. Now, if I remember rightly, it is behind that chest, under the last board. What, you, what, you want me to lift up a floorboard? Before you do, I would like to say something. Okay. When you first came here, I thought you were a prostitute. I did, I can admit that now. And whilst I still find it utterly impossible to believe I'm related to such a... <clears throat> the fact is, you are a button. Of sorts. Half a button. And this house... Our beautiful house should belong to a button, should be cared for by a button. Underneath that board is a box, and in that box is a jewel, an Araby jewel given to my husband by Queen Empress Alexandra herself. I am quite sure it is priceless. jewel can keep this house a home, a family home, then it is yours. Thank you. That's... uh, I don't know what to say. Well, I mean, it is yours now anyway. I can't physically stop you. Open it! Sorry, darling, pawned it. You thieving dare! Um, yeah, so we find that the this Araby jewel has been uh, pawned off by her husband, who keeps letting her down, basically, yeah. <laughs> every time. Um, and Alison, at this point, kind of says to the ghosts um, that their house has kind of been... It, it started as a dream, but has become a nightmare. And she says that they need to leave, and she asks the ghosts as well, you know, if, if you honestly had the choice, wouldn't you want to leave? And that upsets Kitty. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the ghosts now are thinking, hmm, maybe she's right. I wonder, though, would they? 
Mm. Like, I don't know. I think if they really thought about it, would they leave? I don't well, know. There's the ghosts, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, considering that they're ghosts. Back, like, yeah. where could be better? Don't know. I guess they got it quite good, to be honest. I guess, think of the German bombers. Well, that's true, yeah. But yeah, but I suppose they go up, so you'd assume they go up to I nothing. Don't know. Well, 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 heaven. Maybe it's yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, they go up, so you hope it's <laughs> to heaven. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, uh, at this point, um, I think it seems that um, they're kind of run out of options now. Uh, Kitty's in the library crying and the the captain comes to talk to her um and i think at this point the captain real well it seems like we really think the captain has realized he's been a bit overbearing mm. about this all but by the end of it i'm not sure if he does yeah. <laughs> um but he talks to kitty and um she says oh have you come to gloat um and he says he basically comes to her with some information um and says that he thinks fiona is trying to swindle um allison and mike um uh, and he says he's got some information that he can, she can give to Alison that will make them, you know, stay. Mm. But he says, think about it. Do you want them to stay or do you want her to be happy? Mm. Um, no, I think he says this knowing full well that Alison, uh, not Alison, Kitty will try and keep Alison here, basically. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm like maybe I've misunderstood it. So I think the. The, the information that he gives to Kitty mm. is to help Alison leave. Okay, yeah. Because he's talking about how they can expand. So okay, get a better the captain yeah. knows that there's the plague pit mm. in the basement, but he's given the information to Kitty as though um, Fiona mm. and... Um, is it Harrington Hotels? The Harrington. Harrington yeah. Hotels can um, use the space... Mm. So where they thought that they were going to be swin... Where... How can I explain? Mm. So basically, I think it's the other way around. Yeah. I think the captain gives the information gives the information to Kitty to keep... Keep them moving. What am I move, doing? Keep them moving out, basically. Yeah, yeah to yeah. ensure that they move out because it will mean that the hotel people can use the basement space. Yeah. yeah. But it's obviously, we find out later, it's kind of double-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think he knows that because he says, he asks Kitty, would he would she prefer Alison here or let her leave and be happy? Mm-hmm. So I think Kitty goes, well, I want my best friend to be happy. Yeah. And yeah. gives her the information. Yeah. But the captain knows that by giving that information, yeah, they're going to come stay. across the plague. True. And for a bit like so that, I think yeah. it's yeah. slightly, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that was my interpretation. Because then it goes on. Well, we'll come to yeah. it, won't we? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, we know that for by the end of it, he, for some reason, wants them to stay. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the um, outside Kitty's talking to Alison uh, about the space in the basement, and she explains that Fiona is trying to keep that quiet, basically, um, and um, that she's trying to do that so she doesn't have to pay him as much. Um, one thing I noted about this bit is that she's having this conversation with Kitty around the surveyors. Now, the surveyors don't react to a woman talking to herself in yeah. a full conversation <laughs> at all. That is weird, isn't it? Um, I, the only thing I can think of is, do you know when you hear somebody talking on a Bluetooth and you think, mm, Are they, what's going yeah. on here? Like, but they're just talking on their phone or something. I think maybe they they just assumed it's that. So um, that's my only guess. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, 
So yeah, so um, Alison then goes to uh, Fiona to explain about this space in the basement and that they can use this for the pool so that the original offer can still stand. Um, and then um, uh, at this point, the surveyors go into the basement to actually start looking into what's happening uh, down there. Um, the ghosts will watch on. They see the captain as well at this point, and he seems chuffed with himself. They seem quite quite annoyed about that, to be honest. Mm. Um, that you know, I, I guess they think he's happy that they're they're getting rid of him still. Um, we see Humphrey um, still sat up. So well, his head is not really sat. I don't think a head can be <laughs> sat, but he's kind of lying upstairs, and he just tries to roll onto his body, basically using. His nose, I guess. Yeah, yeah facial muscles. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's at this point the surveyors come back while Alison and Fiona are talking. And they say they found something and they should come and take a look. Uh, so they all go downstairs, including the ghosts. And the surveyors explain that they found a grave. So this is where we kind of realise what the captain's plot was. Um, and the, Alison also at this point realises what's happened. Um, she says, "Oh no!" <laughs> um, and as they sort of show you show you this, you just see this pit of skeletons. Basically, um, Fiona falls into the skeleton pit yep. uh, and screams. Uh, <laughs> you would, they wouldn't. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was would. surprised how high up the skeletons were. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think the house would have been built on top of the plague pit. Mm. But it's a basement as well, though, isn't it? So it's down under the house. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. I don't know how sedimentation when they, works yeah, over the When years. they built the house, then they couldn't have gone... They would have gone down just not far enough to find the plague yeah, pit. Literally on top of it, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like in this part as well, when we they she falls into a skeleton and... Um, Again, it's it's the person who plays uh, Fanny. Uh, it, she says, "Oh, it's it's you, Nick," and points at him, <laughs> uh, points at the skeleton. And she says, "Oh, how's it me?" Even though the the skeleton has the same like sort of jaw, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the surveyors uh, then start to explain as Fiona sort of fleeing that um, because Alison kind of says that it's a plague pit. Mm. Um, in the you know, she's not <laughs> trying to basically say that they're not murderers, and yeah. that, you know. Um, and the surveyor says that if it is a plague pit, it'll take a lot of time to actually go through this mm. due to it being historically significant. Mm. Uh, Fiona rushes out in a hurry as all the ghosts sort of are, are watching on happily. Uh, Humphrey falls into a chair and then um, Humphrey's head then actually manages to fall into to his lap so he gets his head uh, back in his body. I feel like Humphrey's body doesn't try very hard to find no, Humphrey's head. I, I find it crazy that it's kind of like they're two separate things as well. Like, mm. you can't... Like, his body doesn't understand what his head can see. But his body can just exist. See, I, I imagined it like, do you know in Toy Story when Mr. Potato Head's eye is somewhere else and he can still see what's yeah. going on? <laughs> I thought it'd be like that, but apparently not. They're two completely separate things. So... Mm. Um, but yeah, so Fiona runs out, says that the deal's off, and this is when they realise that the kit, uh, that the kitty, that the captain tricked Kitty uh, into basically telling Alison this so he could make them stay. Um, so at this point, you don't know if he wants them to stay more or doesn't mm. want the hotel to happen. It's mm. still not probably entirely. a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike 
asks Alison if the ghost did this, and she confirms this, and he just gets really angry and just starts swinging at the ghost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I like Pat. Uh, steady on, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and Alison comments as they're walking back up to the house. She says, oh, I feel like we're going to be stuck here forever. And Robin <laughs> just pops over her shoulder and says, join the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the ghosts then all fall back into all their old ways because earlier on they'd said, oh, we're going to change, we want you to stay and all mm. this stuff. But they immediately fall back on this. Thomas starts swooning over Alex. Uh, Alex. 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 Alice. Alison. Um, Alison. We're <laughs> <laughs> um, five, six episodes I deep know. and you still don't know her name. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, Kitty starts like pestering yeah. Alison. Uh, and Fanny starts um, being really critical of everything she's doing again, which is all things that they said they weren't mm. going to do. Oh, Robin frightens her. Oh, yeah, Robin frightens her as well, yeah. So we find that they've all fell back into their old ways, um, which also includes Humphrey, as unfortunately we see him come out of the, the house uh, with his head attached, everyone looks happy, and then um, the pigeon, the ghost pigeon from earlier, flies at him, knocks his head off onto the floor, and he's stumbling around everywhere. So we literally reset to exactly where we were at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. Um, and that's that's the end of the episode and the end of series series one. So what do you think? I thought it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I give it? Let's have a look. Oh, scores first. Oh, well, start with the score. Um, so I gave it 7 out of 10, mm-hmm. but um, it could be more. Mm. It could be more. But I'm going to stick with 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a really good episode and a good sort of way to end. I wonder when they ended that episode, did they know that they were going to have mm. another series? That usually I find with TV series, they wrap them up. They write them so if it's one series, it works, but they also mm. leave stuff open that they could yeah. come back, and that's what it felt like with this. Yeah, I do feel like it kind of, it definitely didn't feel at all finished, mm. um, but I guess it could have ended there, but mm. that, I mean, that would have been a shame. It would but, have been disappointing, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. I think we explore the ghosts even more, and I think the ghosts' relationship with Alison... Mm. Is kind of like we see them both, like Alison and the ghost, as mm. two separate things. Like see them sort of coming round to each other. Like mm-hmm. Alison has those moments when she's looking at that other property mm. that um, maybe I would miss the ghost. Yeah, and yeah. I think the ghosts we see them kind of thinking about what it would be like without Alison now. Mm. Yeah, because um, obviously they've never had it before where. A, a human like a, you know a, a live person mm. um can um can see them and, mm. and and help them do things like put the tv on and yeah, stuff yeah. like that like they've never had that before so um so yeah i definitely think it kind of brings them this episode brings them together mm. as a as a way of like thinking well maybe they do actually like each other and yeah, maybe it could yeah. work so what yeah. do you think I, I definitely thought it was the best episode of the series so far um hold those thoughts i know <laughs> giving it away a bit um uh we haven't had much like character changes i suppose so far they're still mm. kind of as they were mm. but we do have this new as you said this new status quo where they actually want Alison and Mike to stay, whereas mm. before it was kind of just they were belligerent against one another, um, and they kind of just were stuck. 
Uh, so yeah, no, it at least resets it for the new series where they actually want to be in the same space and they'll make and it's about them doing what they can. Um, and I just liked that it was a nice conclusion where all of the ghosts were involved, including the plague ghosts in the the actual plot of it. Um, so yeah, it's a nice wrap up to the series and uh, yeah, good way to start series two, I think. So I gave it an eight. So um, just one up, I suppose, but. Um, Pretty much. What was the IMDb score? The IMDb score, and again, I'm wondering whether it's worth us talking about these going forward because they, uh, with 730 votes, it's a 7.8 again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I feel like um, IMDb just kind of has that kind of main mm. spread of like everybody who likes it, you know what I mean, mm. or kind of likes it. So, yeah. Last episode of season one, mm-hmm. season, series, Se- series one, who do I think I am? <laughs> um, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. So mm-hmm. instead of looking at a haunted building mm-hmm. um, in the West Midlands, we're going to sort of discuss the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. So we asked um, you for your thoughts and opinions on the last sort of six episodes that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, so we asked you... Who your favourite character is specifically in season one and why? Uh, your favourite episode or scene in the series one in series one and why? Um, and your overall feedback on series one and maybe what your marks out of ten would be. Yeah. And we also asked for some just general feedback on, um, like what your thoughts of the podcast were, what we do or don't do that you think is good or bad. Um, we're always happy for to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. um so some of the feedback we had was um sebastian said that um so they said my favorite character of season one has to be the captain okay interesting. Uh, he's so well written and i love seeing how he goes through the first six episodes that's interesting isn't mm-hmm. it um i think because we've always found the captain a bit we've said sort of frosty yeah um yeah. and and so yeah it's interesting um to have that as as um as a favorite character i can see it though yeah, i can see yeah. why he would be so I, I think he's character. well again it's it's not like there's there's i think there's a difference between liking and thinking they're like well written as well mm. so i think he's definitely well written i think all of the characters are to be honest it's they're all quite realized in how they are i just personally don't get on with the captain initially because he yeah. is so abrasive but um but the actual character itself is is well done and i think um uh, it's will no, what's his? What's the actor's name? There is it. Will Ben Willa. Ben Willabond. That's yeah. it. Will <laughs> Will Benny Bond. <laughs> it's not the, not the same. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think his portrayal of it is quite good. Uh, need a better word than quite good. It's <laughs> outstanding. No, <laughs> but uh, how he sort of has this like military pre- precision to everything he does. I think that's quite, that's quite good. So I can understand why people do like him. Yeah. Um, and Sebastian said that their favourite episode has to be Moonaston. Mm. So it was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just the scene with all the ghosts chanting Moonaston around the table while Alison has a dinner party. It's brilliant. So, yeah, that is a really good scene, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, obviously, we'll get to our feedback. But it was, like, I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then uh, Sebastian said, Series 1 is a perfect starting point for the series as a whole. It explains the characters well, giving small bits and pieces about them without revealing their full backstory. Mm. It really 
it leads really smoothly into series two as well. So yeah, I would mm-hmm. totally agree. Like it, we kind of learn more about each of the the characters, but mm-hmm. not their full backstory. I think the only so we know Fanny's death and Pat's death. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but even then, we we learn more about them as the series goes a, on. Don't a, we? a lot more. Yeah, I think at this point, all we kind of know is what they're like as people. Um, like, um, and that's fleshed out more. Um, mm. But I think you definitely the, there's some later episodes that really show like aspects to certain characters that you wouldn't expected, um, and you know, so you do learn a lot more. But but I think yeah, for the first series, you kind of just get who they're like um, initially. Uh, I guess when you have limited time, you kind of have to just give everybody and quite a big cast as well. You have to give everybody a little bit to get themselves across. So, mm. And I think it does. I, I think none of the characters feel... The only one I'd say or I'd argue doesn't have much going for them is Humphrey. But mm. I'm not worried about that because I know there's a lot more later on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Great. Thank you, Sebastian. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, so Alison, um, so Alison let us know what Tootsie was as well. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> different um, Alison, obviously. A different, different Alison. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, Alison said, "Loving reliving each episode as you present it." That's nice mm-hmm. to hear. Um, and the haunted stories at the end. So that's definitely something that we're going to continue, isn't it? Um, yeah. Into series two. Yeah. Um, I think we've like sort of focused on the West Midlands at mm. the moment, but then we're going to look at maybe all of the UK. We're going to keep expanding the radius. Or maybe we go yeah. look at all of England yeah. and then look at like... It's the UK. The, the UK. And Europe. And then, then the world. The world. The universe. And then, yeah, there's only space ghosts. <laughs> space like. ghosts. Um, I'm sure there probably is some. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, I'm sure there's a cartoon, actually. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if anybody does have um, any um, haunted buildings around where they live, we definitely want to hear about yeah, them and yeah, then we can look know. into yeah. them. Or if you've got any stories yourself um, of a haunted building, um, then um, we can definitely have a look into that. Um, so Alison said that um, my favourite character is Robin. He's a complex character, a mix of primit- primitive brain and thousands of years of acquired wisdom. Hmm. That's, yeah, uh, very similar thoughts to me. We'll get into mm. later. <laughs> okay. And he is the only one that interacts with nature mm-hmm. and explores outside of the house. The years of being alone have taught him self-sufficient, while the others all depend on each other. That is really True. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he is. Um, it comes back to Moonestan, I think, mm. where the moon is the only thing older than than him yeah, and yeah. it's just so interesting and mm. and definitely how sort of in touch with the world mm. or mm. you know and nature but i guess not the world as we know it just the world as in the actual world yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, it's really interesting. The, the earth. The earth, earth. That's yeah, what yeah, i'm yeah. trying to that's yeah. what i'm trying to say. Yeah. The earth. <laughs> um so yeah, definitely he's a great character. Um and then we have so Teresa said um, as well I think my favourite scene of series one is when Alison comes back from the hospital in episode two and interacts with the ghost properly for the first time so yeah that is um, yeah it's a good good sort of because I think when I first 
started watching, like, say, the first time we started watching Ghosts, mm. um, when the ghosts immediately couldn't interact with Alison, I was like, mm. how are they going to do this? Is it going to be literally that mm. they're living with these ghosts and they don't even know them, mm. like, at yeah. all? <laughs> um, so it was... Uh, it, it was interesting way that they sort of like made it so that Alison could see the mm. ghost. So I think it'd be a very short program, wouldn't it? With that, it, yeah, it, would, lo- it would lose. It, yeah. yeah, I thought it was just going to be that they're just like messing with them all the time, mm. and like, um, but obviously this is better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I like um, with that scene as well. It's just like because it's just it keeps ramping up, like and getting more chaotic as it goes. Um, because she just keeps bumping into new ghosts at the time. And then obviously the, the final one is Humphrey's head falling off. So, yeah. Um, so Teresa also said, you get a glimpse of what each ghost is really like. In fact, the rest of that episode is the best part mm-hmm. of series one, right through to there's two of them. Yes. <laughs> when Mike, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The plague ghosts. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that yeah, was it, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Mike um, sort of is asking more about the ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's only only two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Teresa also let us know what Tootsie was. I, I don't feel like it's a film we're going to go back and watch. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> if we do, we'll let you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Luke, what <laughs> um, are your thoughts? So, favourite character, favourite episode or scene... And overall feedback on series one. Um, so favorite character, much like um, Alison, um, it turned out to be Robin, which I was surprised to be honest, because I think um, Julian is definitely my favorite by the end. I mm-hmm. think, um, but I think Robin was definitely my favorite from this series, just because it's <clears throat> again, as I've mentioned a few times, I like this idea of a caveman who's got a really simple sense of humor he just like jumping out and scaring people um he's got a really simple way of talking but he plays chess so mm. he's actually quite clever and strategic and when he talks emotionally he's the most emotionally deep of all the ghosts like he he understands why people are feeling that way and can can kind of read the room better than mm. any of the ghosts and knows when to shut up and you know what I mean like it, it, it's again just brilliant that the caveman character is the most like um fleshed out of them so yeah I just I think he's definitely my favorite character from the first series um and one I'd kind of hadn't thought about to be honest by the end but um favorite episode or scene I've put these two separate because mm-hmm. I think there's two yeah same things. so favorite episode was this one actually um I think it takes everything that's good about the format of the show of like there's a problem the ghosts and them have to come up with a solution and then they do by the end this one kind of delivers it the best if you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it's in 30 minutes you get this full story and it's all solved by all of the ghosts because of all their different knowledges and ways and stuff like that so I think this episode kind of encapsulates what's best about the series um Favourite scene, though, is Pat meeting his grandson, just because it's really, oh, really heartfelt. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's really good. Yeah. I just... it showed, I think that's the first part of the series where... Because I'd only... Before Ghosts, like, um, I'd seen the trailers, and it's... Mm. 
the trailers, if you've never seen them, are kind of chaotic and wacky. Mm-hmm. And you just think, oh, it's going to be a bit like horrible history. So it's mm-hmm. just going to be zany characters like doing mad stuff, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And then when you see that, you go, oh, actually, it's quite quite sad. <laughs> like There's a lot of like uh, depth to it. So I think that's definitely shows you what can come from this, I suppose. Um, and then just overall feedback. Initially, I wrote an 8 out of 10. Um, but I think I'm going to change it to a 7. Because I think an eight's too... There's a lot of episodes where I said seven or six, and I feel like if you did it on an average, you'd probably come out close to a seven. So we'll just keep it at a seven. A good start, but I just know that there's more standouts to come. So mm-hmm. I can't really say it's any better than a seven, personally. But how about you? What did you think? So I put, for my favourite character in series one, um, it's really difficult to pick one character for series one. Mm-hmm. Um but I went with Pat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just really like his character and his outlook on life. Mm-hmm. He's quite. He tries to be quite positive. Mm. Um, he thinks of others quite a lot. Um, he um, he's always he wants to do his best. He always wants to, and it's probably the, uh, the mm. scout master. I was going to say, him. yeah, the, um, the scout in him making him do all that. Didn't I it? think. Yeah. Um, I just really like him. I just mm. think he's good. Robin was definitely a close second. It, mm. I couldn't decide. Yeah. Um, but I just thought um, maybe Pat kind of has that edge, and he's just so sweet. He's just really, just mm. really sweet. Um, I or I like Pat. Th- I know that I like Pat throughout the entire mm. series of Ghosts, um, and I think I'll definitely have new favorite characters throughout. Mm. But he always sort of like. I just, I just yeah. really like him. Yeah. I just think he's yeah. great. Um, favorite episode. So before, I kind of hinted that this episode is my favorite episode, but I've actually written episode five. Okay. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed like the introduction of Barkley and Bunny, um, mm. and seeing how Alison and Mike interact with with them. Mm. I guess when it's like with the builders and other people, it's always like on a professional. Yeah, yeah. this is like more <laughs> this of a is friendly, more of like yeah. a friendly um, thing, and how they're sort of like trying to impress these like really awful people. Yeah. I, well, I wouldn't say... call Barkley awful, but um, I mean, I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not a bad person, but you know, he's just one of them. But um, but yeah, that's I, I just really enjoyed that episode. I thought it was different. Um, I thought it's oh, it's just really tricky. It's. Yeah, the, the the episode five and episode six, I I think are the best, the strongest episodes of the series. Mm. Um, but I think for me, episode five just had that that edge, and I think it gave me more. I laughed more mm. um, watching it. Um, so yeah, and then um, favorite scene, um, I put episode three uh, in episode three, and I think it's because this it was not necessarily a scene but just a quote mm. from it just made me laugh so much like i had to proper pause the episode mm. and um g- like get myself composed yeah myself, get yeah. back together because i was just <laughs> laughing it was when the captain says uh, when the builders are like being really chaotic in the house mm. um there's loads of banging and like moving things around um, and the captain goes off to find Alison to kind of confront her. And he says, ah, there you are. Jolly good. Now, I thought the Blitz was bad, but your builders make the Luftwaffe look like a youth group. No offence, Pat. We know you lot, you're lot. you a lot capable of killing. <laughs> yeah. um, I just thought it was so yeah. funny. 
I, re- um, I remember you, you laughing about that and like because uh, we were both watching at the same, same time, time. Um, taking notes separately, which is weird. Like, yeah. I think, yeah. But anyway, uh, we we were um, uh, I, I overheard you laughing at that, and I must have missed like because I was taking the notes for the uh, what was happening. Yeah. I must have missed it, and I was like, oh, that is quite funny. That is actually. so funny. <laughs> you go back, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah. So that's sort of a scene more of just a, a, a snippet of a scene of uh, the quote just really made me laugh. Mm. Um. Overall feedback, I, I put eight mm. out of ten. <laughs> I like it. We flipped on this one. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But what you said really sort of yeah. makes sense. Like I have kind of given sixes and sevens for each of the mm. episode. So can I really give up an overall mm. episode eight? Uh, yeah. eight? Mm. Um, I'm going to go for a seven point five. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than an eight that I have written down. Because I really enjoyed the introduction of all the characters and I'm looking forward to hearing from them more. Um, and I do feel like it's a solid um, start. Mm. Um, that, yeah, I mean, ultimately, when you watch any TV series, especially one that's five series long, if if you haven't watched mm. it as it's gone on, the first series has to capture you. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, yeah. you don't watch more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it does that. It definitely um, makes you want to watch more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say because so, yeah. of the characters, mm-hmm. like you want to know what they're doing. I think, I think that's the draw of the series. It's not like the the, the stories as such. From yeah. the initial, initially, it's the the characters and how they sort of pull you in mm. and I think that's the one strongest the strongest thing about this show especially the first series is how fleshed out all of the characters are mm. um so you kind of aren't too bothered what the story was even I'd say I think we both agreed that the weakest episode was the one about the um the filming maybe yeah yeah I think it, even... and I read someone um gave some feedback on that and um they I think it was Caroline on mm-hmm. um commented on youtube and said that that was the first episode that yeah. they filmed mm. um so i can kind of appreciate that maybe that would be the weaker episode mm. because it's the first one filmed and yeah. maybe they were finding themselves as the characters mm. um but i can also appreciate that like that must have been really hard because mm. <laughs> it's quite a chaotic episode and yeah. that mm. scenes would have had to be refilmed with the ghost without the ghosts mm-hmm. um it's new people you know, there's quite a lot of people there as well. So um, it's almost like you get the worst, the most, the difficult one done and out the way because yeah, the rest of them yeah. are going to be a lot simpler. Yeah. So I can kind of, yeah, because I guess with the builders, although we felt that those episodes were quite similar, the ghosts don't interact with the builders as much as they interacted with the um, crew. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I can, I can understand why they would want to get that episode kind of done because, um, yeah. You always yeah. do the difficult stuff. Well, I well, do anyway. That's yeah. how I work. Try, <laughs> do train. the difficult stuff first, first and then yeah. you've got the easy stuff to come. So yeah, it's um, I think it's strange how like TV show, uh, shows like film themselves as well because mm. they a lot of the times they do stuff out of order and I always find mm. that weird because it's like surely it makes more sense. But I imagine from production schedules, just you have to do like it that, that way. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so yeah, it makes makes sense that they, they mm. you know, that one might have been the weakest one. But again. Um, the story itself wasn't amazing, but the mm. characters were yeah. were still good yeah, in that. Definitely. So yeah, didn't matter. So, so thank you so much to those who got in touch with um, their feedback. That's you know we always want to hear your feedback, good and bad. 
um, and especially your feedback on what you think about each of the episodes. So thank you so much. And any feedback as well on just what what we're doing and how we're doing as well. Mm -hmm. And any critical feedback would be great. Nice critical feedback. Don't don't say we're rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) But you can if you you want. (laughs) Um, So we'll be back. Um, So we're going to take a short break um, between um, Series 1 and Series 2. I think we're just going to try and figure out, um, is this working, like, the days that we record and stuff. So things might change, but obviously we will keep you updated. Um, And just keep an eye on... um, our social media um if you want to get in touch with us still you can so um the email address is hauntingbuttonhouse at outlook.com mm-hmm. you can um also contact us on instagram which is just at hauntingbuttonhouse and um, we'll probably post some stuff on there you can message us but we'll definitely keep that up to date when we know when we're going to be coming back but we won't leave you you waiting too long um probably be a week or or so um and then we'll let you know but we're looking forward to series two yeah and what i have to bring i can't remember anything so well all all i know is that next episode would be the gray lady so Mm. we'll see you again for that one Mm.